Am I starting the show or are you starting the show? Oh, <laughs> that's right. Poppy's not here. Um, all right. Um, I, I, I can't Welcome back, everybody, to LA is Our House. This is episode 159. I am here with Mr. David Rona. 159? Are you out of your mind? A little bit. I, I, after these past three, you know, games, three weeks, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Uh, I am your host, Louis Barone. And unfortunately, Bobby uh, will not be with us uh, for the uh, for the main pod if you want to if you want your Bobby fix, go ahead and listen to Balls and Beers because he did join us for that. But he had some work to do uh, around this time. So um, it's actually unfortunate because I was really, really looking forward to this particular episode because last week on Balls and Beers, as I was asking for uh, the guys' picks on the Galaxy game, I had mentioned that the Galaxy have been snapping streaks. And I asked them if they will continue um by snapping colorado's uh winless streak and bobby said i hope not because otherwise i'll snap so i was really looking forward to snap to bobby in this episode i i kind of feel like we all snapped (sighs) though um it was like a like a collective snap um so you know only only half of our thoughts about this team are, are still around i guess but at the same time i kind of just wanted to I wasn't going to talk too much. I seriously was just going to sit back and let Bobby take over. Uh, and now here I, I am. I was going to say. You... <laughs> yeah, it was Bobby's turn to die. It was, it's it's fine. Um, he took half the game off, uh, half the pot off last week, and, and now he's he's fully gone. So, um, yeah, man, it's 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 been a it's been quite a week. Um, the one thing that I have been sitting back and watching is all the people that are really angry about game of thrones uh, i believe that's you included lewis uh people are oh no I, no i was actually making fun of the oh, people were you really? who were so mad about <laughs> yes i was being sarcastic because <laughs> okay. like so a, a co-worker of mine who's like a big game of thrones fan we were making fun of people after the uh the petition um the, the yeah, yeah the petition we were yeah. making fun of the people who were like oh you guys need to like redo season eight and we were just cracking up like these people are ridiculous this is our yeah. generation right here I don't like this L- the, you must redo this for, for me indeed like, the levels of entitlement I was like wow the balls on you guys yeah exactly the balls on you guys mm-hmm. I'm like first of all you get to watch that show like if you wrote it and you did a bad job okay maybe write a petition make somebody else redo it but you know what man. You've been you've you've enjoyed, and 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 I'm one of the people who um, defended the Last Jedi like this, and I'm one of the people that defended Endgame like this, and I'm one of the def- people who will now defend Game of Thrones like this. It was fine, it was fine, no big deal, yeah. whatever. I mean, in all honesty, when I look back at the shows that I have watched, and you look at the endings. I think I mean, seriously, dude. the only one I was truly satisfied with where I was like, it didn't blow me away, but I enjoyed it and it made sense was Breaking Bad. Everything else I felt like, 
people like it just wasn't there and including endgame because i did not enjoy endgame or at least i didn't walk out of the theater the way i walked out of infinity i don't think anybody i don't think you were ever gonna get that feeling ever again um and i'm not sure i had a lot of faith in, in, in uh in that particular franchise and where it was headed um but i mean what else but, could they what, I, mean, I, I mean seriously like what else could have been done um i'm i'm, I'm trying no, to be, I, as, vague, I understand trying to be as vague as possible because i don't want to i don't want to deal with spoiler stuff um uh, but seriously like you, you oh, I, I, I will spoil the shit out of you if you haven't watched it yet you don't deserve yeah, to. yeah that's true <laughs> to, um to, yeah. uh, but i i actually rewatch endgame on saturday and i i did i do find that it was a lot uh more brisk um, it didn't feel like three hours, whereas the first time I watched it, it did feel, um, it did feel long. Um, but in this one, and the second viewing, I think I felt a little bit better about it, and I was and and uh, the dots that were connecting or they were trying to connect, um, I felt like they worked a lot better because just kind of just because like I think the first time I didn't quite expect some of the stuff they connected, um, and this time I did was like uh, you know obviously because I had seen it already. But it, it felt better to me. Um, yeah, uh, and and really, it was it was an earned ending. I feel like it wasn't terrible. You know, it wasn't Dexter bad. It could, See, it could always was... be Dexter bad or Lost bad. Yeah, it could have been Lost. Oh, see, Lost was just weird. Lost was odd. I, I think. I mean, if the same writers went the whole way through, I think that show would have been epic. Like significantly epic because the first two seasons were that, and then when they changed the writers, they basically had a like, okay, where were they going with this? And just take a, I took a guess. And, yeah, but that's uh, what, but that's what those poor, guys do. Told. That's what um, those writers do is they, yeah, they just but, create the mystery stuff and they never pay it off. Uh, no, and but, if, but if, and you if you're not like you're the, not sure about but, watch Tomorrowland, uh, Brad Bird's Tomorrowland, because Tomorrowland starts you off with this big with these big promises and then by the end you're like what why why do we have this technology or why was it doing this it was nothing got answered so i think that people just need to get used to like you know what some stuff just it it moves on it ends whatever i think people were really looking for a scapegoat um for for the ending of, of game of thrones you know for it to be bad because um Three weeks ago, it was like, oh, it's too dark. The compression was was too much. HBO messed up on the delivery, and then it, and then the, the next one was like, oh, somebody left a Starbucks cup. What kind of cut rate production is this? And then this one was like, oh, but that came out of nowhere. It it actually didn't. They kind of was were telling us this was gonna happen. Um, yeah. And and as a matter of fact, I was talking with the coworker after I think it was the second or third episode. For this, it must have been the second episode of this season, and um, I kind of predicted the ending of of uh, Game of Thrones, or I, or some, uh, some big elements of it. Um, and then, and then, of course, in the last episode, it was like, oh, the the writing was so cheesy, and I was like, well, dude, it's the end. Like they gotta wrap stuff up as best they can. They're never gonna answer every single question. If they answered every single question, it would be unbreakable. And even that one didn't. You know, even that one, they try to continue on with split. Uh, sorry, what was the other one? Glass, and yeah, I, I haven't seen that, but I heard it's real bad. Yeah, I, I heard it. I was actually looking forward to it, and then I saw yeah. the reviews. And I'm like, ooh. Either way, I think people are just looking uh, for a reason to be mad at something. Yeah, because it because it seems that no matter what comes out, you're always going to be 
angry about it, you're dissatisfied, you can never be happy about or just let it play out. Let's just see what happens. Or if it does, it's like it doesn't have to it's never going to please yeah. everybody. And sure, it might displease more people than and sometimes it, there's a legitimate gripe. But yeah, I was just making fun of the people that were so pissed off at it because sure it, it was rushed and I think a lot of people just had like a problem. I think for me my opinion is that a lot of people had a problem with the the way like it happened too quickly and she and uh, Daenerys just kind of snapped out of nowhere and there wasn't but, that much of explanation of although if you would have it wasn't really out of nowhere but it was kind of like okay did she need to do that and I think part of it was look I invested so much in this character that I figured that she was the hero and that she was the liberator and that she was gonna win and you turned her into a villain. And I think a lot of people were pissed off at yeah. that. And I, for one, enjoy shit exactly. like that. Like power, um, you know, <laughs> what, what's the saying about power? Power power corrupts, absolute power. Ab what? No, wait, what is that? How does that go? Killing two, killing two dragons like, with one arrow? I don't know how it goes. Um, but you're right. And, like, people were, were mad at the predictability of the season. And yet they were completely thrown for a loop by that turn. Um, and they shouldn't have been because that was coming and, and yeah. Tyrion not being a very good advisor that was coming. Like we've known that, or we should have known that. Um, I actually thought he was playing the game so well that he was kind of, I thought it would no, be I, like, I think it was I accidental sabotaging this. I, I think he accidentally and... bumbled into it and then no, 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 seized no, the I'm opportunity saying... at the end. Maybe because I, I I thought he was playing the whole way through, and then maybe he would say like, "Yeah, this was my end game, and where I'm at the top." But they didn't go that direction. But I'm not pissed off yeah. about it. Just okay, that's yeah. the story. You know, I may like it, may not, but it's. Whatever. But you know, in, just, in, in in, calm oh. down, people. It could be worse. The galaxy could lose to a fucking winless team at home. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Um, speaking, <laughs> it happened at the exact same speaking, time. <laughs> speaking of people being mad and needing a scapegoat. Um, <laughs> so we move on to the galaxy, the galaxy who snapped Colorado's, uh, how many, uh, 11 game losing streak or winless streak, uh, I should well, say. 11 game winless. winless. Yeah. They, they, they had some draws yeah. in there. Um, snapping that streak and, and Lewis, you correctly predicted that the galaxy was going to snap a streak. Although we had hoped that it was going to be their losing streak. It ended up being Colorado's losing streak. Um, Oh, where to, where to start with this game? Um, it was unbelievably frustrating to watch this team. Um, the way that the lineup came out, uh, Polenta started at left back, uh, Emma Boateng and, and Tuna up top, uh, Fabio Alvarez, who gets his debut start and goes about, what, 70 minutes? Um, I, I believe yeah. so. Um the Galaxy, to, to start the game, I don't think they look bad. Um, I would say that they played well for about 45 <sighs> minutes. <laughs> okay. I, again, I was really hoping that Bobby would be here because I wanted to see, hear him snapped. And I, I, I seriously wasn't going to talk that much. Since there's only two of us now, I have no choice but to talk. Because there was, and I'm sure 
a lot of listeners out there will agree there's a lot of emotion right now with this team it's and it's not good and i'm i'm gonna try to be as level-headed as possible and i know why i'm sure i'll fall off that that track but if you're looking at what the galaxy did as far as what they were trying to do to a certain degree it worked except that it was completely ineffective if that makes sense we or the galaxy held most of the possession they pushed forward they had numbers up and basically they did what they wanted to do which was their mo for the past at least at least more um more repeatedly in the past month or so cross the ball into the area and they were able to do that they had over 30 crosses in this game so well, well, most of them, they executed what they wanted half, to right? do well, but, but with no end result that doesn't uh, necessarily mean that you were the better team sure. though and i'll get into the stats a little later and colorado but, didn't like they had no interest in trying to play or hold any kind of possession um, so, why would they? Right. Though? They, I, I mean, right. And th- there's several, there's several ways I can go with this. Number one, I'm sure Colorado knows that the galaxy are a better team than they are. I'm sure that they know they're on the road and you're not going to go out and run with the galaxy because you're going to open up a lot of space. Right. I got to figure that your countering is going to be your best I mean, option. And look, it, go ahead. It, I'm it's sorry. amazing that Connor Casey, a guy who's been in charge of one game previous to this one was able to outcoach Guillermo Barascoloto, the chosen one. Here's a here here's a thing though. I I'm not gonna give Connor Casey credit because I'll be Why honest. Not? That was a pretty solid game plan. No, because I can outcoach Scoloto right now. Because I can't just say, look, cover Antuna, put four guys around him. Cover Zlatan, put four guys around him. Don't worry about the other one or two that might be open well, in the Zlatan's box. Zlatan's not in this game. The moment, so they get the, the moment they get the ball, they're going to look up for Zlatan. Zlatan's not in the game. They'll still look for him. Don't worry. Nobody. I, I had. I. You know. You know. What's funny. You know what's funny <laughs> is that I think it was uh, Eric Vieira, the the Portuguese hammer, made a joke last season about how he wanted to see a remake of Twins with uh, Zlatan and Emma Boateng, and I always thought it was. A, I always thought it was a joke, <laughs> but apparently they resemble each other so much that the Galaxy thought that Zlatan was in this game the entire time because yeah, as you said, they look up. Where's Emma Boateng? Oh, he's surrounded by two six-foot defenders. Let's let's try and get him to win a header. And he did! A couple of times! <laughs> he did! <laughs> but to, I mean, but you know, at that point, it's just like he barely gets up, you know, something to it. It's it's not a header that can be looked at in a positive way. It just, you know, can I get my head to it? Yes, I can. Oh, where'd it go? It went nowhere. It went up in the air. Um, it was it was an incredible thing to watch because um as you said, Lewis, it it was like watching the galaxy play in a loop. They, I, for a while, um, 
it was Harry Potter night, right? So, um, in one of the movies, I, and I, I'm not familiar with which which one or, or have any, you know, illusions that I'm any kind of a Harry Potter nerd. Um, there's a there, there's a sequence where they get caught in a time loop, and for a while, I was like, is that like a thing that happens in Harry Potter where they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over? Because that's what it felt like. I can, well, I mean, if you're comparing this game in which they didn't have Zlatan to a game where they did have Zlatan, I can understand why you would want the ball to Zlatan in the air. He's the tallest guy in the league. If you get it anywhere near him, he's probably going to win that ball. And statistically, you would think that if it's in front of the goal, he's going to score it if he gets... a decent I look. Be, I have it's to not be always honest. the case. This is the first game where I looked at the crosses that Antuna was putting in. He was putting in some good crosses if Zlatan were there. If Zlatan was there, exactly. And so, you know, if, if your entire strategy is that, I have to, even even if if you're saying, look, here's this guy who's tall, you've got to get him in the air, fine. I, I don't understand why it's your only strategy. What I don't understand is why continue that strategy with the shortest player in why the not, league? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. Chris Pontius. Because that strategy would have, have no worked idea. with Chris Pontius. It would have, well, it, it would have looked better. I mean, we, we are still dependent on Antuna to make a decent cross when we have yet to see him make any sort of decent cross. I mean, statistically, he's got to make one, right? But if you're banking on the laws of probability <laughs> for that one goal, I mean, your strategy is really, really messed up. This is the first game that I am going to go out of my way and really criticize Skeloto here because I have no idea what he's doing. I, I'm No, I take that back. I know exactly what he's doing. Everybody knows what he's doing. And he doesn't change it. I don't understand why it continues to be get the ball to Antuna on the right, cross it. Get the ball to Antuna, cross it. Get the ball to Antuna, cross it. As if this has worked all season. It hasn't. Statistically, this is it hasn't. If he if he came in and tells me, look, we have this is our analysis. This is our stats. Um, this particular strategy has a 5% chance to work. Unfortunately, it is our best chance because every other strategy is 2%. Okay? At least you're... Now I understand why you're doing it. You're playing the odds. But you have a major problem then. And it, it almost seems like Skeleton has no idea what to do with the mm-hmm. team right now. He has no idea how to utilize his players, where to put them, or where they could be most effective. Or maybe he's just too scared. Well, he doesn't have confidence in these players to pull the trigger. I have no idea why the let's go ahead and cross into the box when there literally is only one player in the box that has to get by three defenders. Right. Where is Corona? Where is Legit? Where is Dos Santos? Why do these crosses need to be in the air? 
Why aren't they playing the on the one, ground? The one Why good, isn't somebody making a late run? Yeah, the, the one good um, opportunity that forced a save from Howard was a, a low cross that uh, Boateng actually did get a foot on, and and Howard had a, to to make a save. It just doesn't make any sense to me as to why the strategy is being forced on this team when there hasn't been results. I, 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 it just, it really boggles my mind that they are unable to have any sort of creativity in the final third. A, a team that has Jonathan Dos Santos, Sebastian Legette, Joe Corona. Fabio and Alvarez. Zlatan when he's Fabio in the lineup. Alvarez now. And now you have Fabio Alvarez. You cannot think of any other way to break a defense than to let's use our fastest guys on the wing and hope that they put a perfect pinpoint cross to Zlatan's head. That is your entire strategy. And you can't you won't go away from it. Why won't you go up the middle? I understand that going wide, you open up the field and Fine, like I, I like that, but when you're constantly using it and to no effect, like there's no shot on target that's leading up to that. No, no one else is taking a shot. You're passing it to a guy who's five foot three. Like, why do you think that this is going to be effective? Why is it that nobody is willing to go up the middle, take on defenders? Legit was always willing yeah. to take on and defenders. Jonathan Asanta is going to take on defenders. I can't imagine Joe Corona is not willing to take on defenders. I got to imagine that Fabio Alvarez is going to take on defenders. Why is nobody going up the well, middle Alvarez, here? Alvarez did get and two, attacking two shots it. on goal early on. But but the, 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 here's the narrative that, um, that we've been kind of pushing or I've been pushing. And here's the narrative that other places have been pushing. Um, Zlatan has ruined... The confidence of these players. He spent a, he spent a, a month yelling at these guys for not giving him perfect service. He spent a month yelling at these guys every time they take a shot. Instead of looking for him, why are you taking a shot? You should be looking for me. You do that enough. You do that enough to your teammates. They're gonna lose confidence in themselves, and and frankly, they're just gonna you know lose. Uh, that touch, you know, the, practice makes perfect. Well, they haven't, it hasn't been in practice because every time they're looking for Zlatan, they're looking for the big man. Um, I'm not going to, I'm also not going to blame this fully on, on that. I, I mean, the blame has to go on the tactics used and the unwillingness of the players on the field to, you know, play a different way maybe try something different um it's it's infuriating it's infuriating of course it falls on the coach of course it does and it's it's i don't understand how the guy can come in look so good with a new style of play um he said you know when he when when scoloto came in he says i'm I'm an attacking coach. I want to attack. Well, so far, the attack has actually been worsened because last year we were the most potent, one of the most potent teams in the league. We just gave up a bunch of goals. Uh, the defense, the first 
five games of the or the first uh, preseason games and then the first few games of the season, we saw a very defensive style. And we look at the defense, it's a mess. It's a mess. Now, granted, you have to give credit to Dan Stairs. Dan Stairs, I thought, was very, very good in this game. Um, he's He surprised Agreed. me in this game. There was actually a play where I was like, whoa, that's Stairs? Uh, where he came up and uh, stripped a player from a ball and then uh, and then you know came up almost past the midfield line and, and uh, made a good pass. Um, People Gonzalez was pretty good in this game. Um, my big problem is the positioning of Diego Polenta. Um, you take a guy who his biggest asset is being able to make good passes from the back line. Uh, you put him at the left back and you force him to move forward. Now, Polenta is not a fast defender. He's a positional guy. Um, he got up the field. Uh, not only did it neutralize his passing ability, but it also left a huge gap on that side for Colorado to exploit. And a guy like Kai Kamara was going to exploit that side. And that's where they, that side was where the goal came from. Um, it's... Why don't you use Dave Romney in this game? Because Shelvick didn't make the 18. Triore didn't uh, had an injury uh, in in uh, training. Um, why don't you bring in a guy who's played the position before in Dave Romney? That's hell of a question because Dave Romney really just went way down the pecking order. When Sklota took over, uh, a guy who we thought was maybe on the border of starting, at the very least, he was, as soon as any defender would go down, he would be next in line. And that wasn't the case. I mean, you have guys who were promoted from G2 coming in and getting in front of Romney. So whatever happened behind the scenes, whether it's, look, this guy doesn't fit the system or... Uh, we're not impressed with this guy, or something happened that you know hasn't been made public. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I think all of us were kind of taken aback at the, um, you know, at, at the situation that Dave Romney finds himself in, where he looks like he's never going to get on the field unless there's two or three injuries. And even then, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It almost seems like they're doing what they can to make sure that he's not playing. Um, as far as but, but but here's the thing, I mean, if, if you take that away, you really have no other option. Uh, we know that Shelvik doesn't belong anywhere near that field. You can take him off that. You can take him out of that that equation right off the bat. Uh, with Triori being injured, there's no way that you're going to take away Steris because he has been our most consistent yeah. defender. I know a lot of people have problem with that. I know they're used to seeing Dan Steris of last year and the season before that. He's been he's been good, man. But he's been really but good. But he's been solid. I mean, one mistake is not going to throw the entire what he's done the entire season so far. He has been our most solid and our most consistent defender so far. He would get if it ended today, he would by far, and it's not even close. He would get defender of the year for me. So, um, I know a lot of people still have that stigma of Dan Steris. I think 
he's washed most of that away. At least in my opinion, he's washed most of that away. So we talked about it. If Gonzalez comes in, it's going to suck that Steris goes down because he's been solid. Well, guess what? He hasn't gone to the bench. He's still there. Sklota is making sure that his best defender stays on the field because yeah. he's to the, earned to it. To the point where he's moving, and his, I'm okay with that. He's moving his next best, best defender out of position. Right. And But here is where you kind of have to say to yourself, is this really... Well, let me let, let me go back. Because the game itself, yes, we talked about it, is the does completely fall on Sgloto and the coaching staff. What I stand by still, even through all this shit that is going on, is that you still can't judge him or Teclosa this season because it's still not entirely their team. There's a lot of guys here that dude, are he, not but he, their you guys. You can't keep hiding behind that, though. You can't keep hiding behind, like, you can't, oh, well, these aren't my guys. You work with what you have, dude, and you have to find a right, way to utilize but, those those players as best you can. Scalotto even said it in the, in the postgame where he said, I guess I need to figure out how to use my guys better. Yeah. You do. That's and, what you're and I, and I agree. I, I agree 100% with that, especially in this game when you're using Boateng as a forward, which we know doesn't work. When we know that crossing in the air to your uh, smallest player is not right. going to work before you so, even start. So, I mean, you can but, ask... But what do you what do you do with them? Any, what do you do with them? Level. You can't put them out wide because the first okay, so the first uh, lineup that I saw was a four two three one, and it had Antuna at the top with Boateng, Legit, and Alvarez in the attacking uh, positions, and then Corona and Dos Santos underneath them. Um, I looked at that and I was like, "Holy shit, that could work!" Because if you spray Boateng out wide, you can feed Antuna and Alvarez on the other side because we know that he damn well. Boateng damn well can't cross a ball. We know that he can't beat defenders one on one. So what do you do? You have to you have to pull him back a little bit and spring him out on the wing, and then hope that he can find the Jet or Corona or Jonathan so that they can put in the final pass. Again, going you know spraying the ball out wide, cutting back in, coming through the middle. That's what they should. That's that's what this lineup said to me. Uh, and then it was adjusted. It came out as a four. You know, it's a four-four-two uh, with Boateng and Antuna um, flat up top, and and then the way they played it didn't work. Like if it if it would have been the other way around, I think if Antuna would have been the point receiving the the crosses, we might have gotten something. I think if they would have started Pontius instead of even Antuna, we could have gotten something. Yeah, I I I don't disagree with you. I'm not sure why. Pontius wasn't starting if you're going to implement that particular strategy why Pontius wasn't starting because even if you bring in Emma late and you've made Colorado run yeah, he can go at you and again I'm not really sure if that's effective yes speed kills but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything if you can't make that final pass if yeah. you can't make the right decision if you can't get the ball on target so it doesn't really matter but if you're going to give me the option between who's going to start in this game who's going to give you the best chance to score it's going to be Pontius 100 times out of 100 and ironically out of all the players i had mentioned earlier about the lack of creativity it's Pontius who's been the most creative the entire season he's trying he's yeah. doing stuff he's passing he's looking up he's looking for other players other than Zlatan he's trying to take a shot He's getting himself into a position to where, get me the ball. The most so 
Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why he didn't earn that, that star, especially in this game, especially with the tactics that were apparently were already go, uh, decided that they were going to use. The other thing is, uh, I do agree with you, that you can't hide behind it. But the fact of the matter is, it's not a scapegoat, but it is also unfair. Because when you're given this roster and you're saying, here's a million dollars on Shelvick. This guy is costing my team. I have to put him on the bench. That's a million dollars on the bench. I have Giovanni Dos Santos, who is useless and has just covered up a, a DP spot with six and a half million dollars. I got to get rid of him. I just lost Alessandrini, another DB guy, another two million down the drain. I have all these other role players that we are spending money on. We have, I, Dave Romney got a raise. He's never going to see the, the, the playing field. You have all these players and all this money just sitting on the bench, not being used. And it's not because I'm just going to like decide not yeah. to play these guys. But, I mean, they are liability. At least for Shelvick, but it's a liability. But dude, look who's Emma, on the field. Look it's a liability. Joe Corona, Fabio Alvarez, People Gonzalez, Diego Polenta, all and 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 uh, and, and Antuna, all guys that GBS brought in and and to close that brought in. So, so the, you have so the, half your team. So the so only one that I have who are his guys, okay, and the other so, half of the, the team the that thing, are, nobody's... I would say capable, capable. I would say at least. Capable. The only, the only sort of sore thumb that sits out is Boateng. Again, you continue to, to, to bring him in when you have other options. Um, but you know, and, and again, unfair maybe. Unfair you maybe. You also have but no look at Connor Casey. You, Do you think those are his guys? Are those his guys? Well, no, no. of course not. But he got a but, result. But he got. I, but he got a, again, But he I'm got a win even... away from home. The first win of the season in his second game in charge with not his guys. I, he played ugly. I, I he played ugly, and maybe it was maybe it's it's Scoloto's unwillingness to want to play ugly. But guess what? They've had ugly games and they haven't won. They, if they can't figure out how to win ugly and they can't figure out how to win pretty, there's still losses in the in the books. So so let me so let me ask you this because obviously we have two different teams. You had a, a te- you had the best team in MLS in April. Arguably, it was it was the best team in all of MLS uh, as far as points per game. You now have statistically the worst team in MLS in May. Which one is the Galaxy? I don't know. Which one is the real galaxy? I, I, I think it lies somewhere in between. Is it, that that's a cop out? Okay. So okay. so I, is, I, I, so okay. is well. These aren't his guys. I, I, I will I will cop out. I will cop out as well then, because in all honesty, neither of them are. If you're saying is this a good team or is it a bad team? Well, in April you were a good team. In May, you're a bad team. They're both right. This is the reality. In June, you can go undefeated, and then hey, well, you got they're a like good what, team in two June. Games in June, you have uh, it's like three or four. I don't know. Either way, I, I would take two wins in June because you don't even have right. one in May. So, um, but the the point is, is that whatever your, your however your team is performing now is the team that you are. 
So, yes, you were a good team. We saw flaws in it, but, again, nobody wanted to listen. Nobody wanted to pay attention. Nobody cared. We were winning. We were 7-1-1. and one and one. They didn't want to hear that. Have you guys noticed that they've been getting progressively worse as every I mean, game I mean, went we, on? We and I, and I mentioned that. Yes, I mentioned like they're getting progressively worse even through these wins. Even that they're the best team in MLS statistically right now, they're getting worse. It finally hit the fan. I don't think it could, it could definitely get worse, obviously. We're still in fourth place, so we could, we could definitely get worse. But it, as far as results, this is the worst result. Losing to a team that had not won and at home and unable to score. There's no excuse for that whatsoever. There is nothing that anybody can tell me where there is a silver lining or something that you can take away from it. There, there was absolutely nothing. It is inexcusable. It is embarrassing. It is disgusting. Like Bobby said in the last game, I am was offended <laughs> at what I saw. Uh, like Colorado. The fact that you could not be Colorado, I was offended by okay. that. I so 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 here's the here's the ultimate litmus test then for you. Are you ready to get on board GBS out? No. No. I can criticize him in this game for sure. But I am not ready to, to throw them out. You just talk about how they games, got progressively worse, and all the flaws sort of have have risen to the top and 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 have been exposed. You know the 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 band aids that we had are 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 gone. If at, so, if at so the end of the season now we've seen now we a miss- limitation in his ability to be a coach, right? To, uh, sorry, in oh. his coaching style. Um, and and again, I don't like anybody giving him the the out of like well these aren't his guys well too bad you get what you get you deal with it okay i i'm not let me make this clear i am nowhere near anywhere gbs out but i'm asking you because you've you you're piling up all this evidence and then you're like ah but he's probably innocent no because he's totally on the hook especially for this game and you're right if you're getting progressively worse, there's got to be some sort of issue in there, whether it's the coaching staff or player personnel or or what you said. It could very well be Zlatan who said, hey, you, they just demoralized every other guy in there as, as, as he kept, you know, berating them with insults and with criticisms and no way of like, this is how you do better. This is how you like you improve. So there could be several factors that are at hand now i don't know how you want to rate this season because if the galaxy missed the playoffs you might want to have one hand on that trigger because there's no reason I, I for this team to miss the playoffs. miss the playoffs even if i even hope if they, they don't miss the playoffs six more games like this i still don't think they miss the playoffs that's that's not the standard that we should be holding this this team. I get I get it, that, that it, we're, we're going not. from a a team that has not made the playoff in two years, and we don't want to make it three. But I still cannot hold the measuring stick as well. We made the playoffs. That's an improvement, and it is an improvement, but it's not good enough for this for this team. I agree, but. I don't think that MLS Cup was a, is a realistic goal to to 
to hang someone's fate on. You, you can't say, well, think, did you make an MLS Cup run? A legitimate MLS Cup uh, run. I don't think it's hanging anybody's fate on no, MLS you Cup. Well, if you're saying that, if that's what it takes to have, to, to say, oh, Skeletal out. Well, he didn't make a legitimate run to the Cup and he wasn't competitive enough to get there because he was eliminated in the first round. Um, he, he, he made it as a fifth seed and that's not good enough. That's where I'm saying it's not entirely his fault. You can't entirely... There is a... There is a curve as far as what your expectations... Realistic expectations was for, for this season. If we fail to make the playoffs, I'm not going to say Scrota out, but I'm definitely... My hand is on the trigger. My hand is on the trigger. You, if in the your, first your two hand months is on the holster? of mm-hmm. the next season... My ha- yeah. whatever it is, yes. You haven't unhold. You haven't. You Even haven't brandished your weapon yet, but you have your hand on your hip. It's it's ready to go if okay. this team makes the play. If this if this if this team fails to make the playoffs, if next season you're going to see another overhaul, overhaul, and you're going to have a shit ton of money to play with. If at that moment you're bringing in quote your guys, where now the majority of those players are now your guys, and you're still ineffective. You got to pull the trigger sooner mm. rather than later. At that moment, you don't wait till the summer transfer window. You wait what Cincinnati did. Oh, that's, You're that's, out in the first fast, two months. Though. For me, that's fast, especially for an expansion team like Cincinnati. Um, but I get, but, well, but I, I mean, like that. I like that they're trying to be ambitious. I like it. Um, but yeah, uh, you know. But, and, but, and look, I, and I know this is. This is a project that wasn't going to happen right. overnight. Kaklosa is is overhauling not just a roster; it is an entire organization, from the youth academies to the way that the business side of it, from the way that we are um, scouting because we didn't have right. any. You know, the way we run this organization is getting a complete overhaul from the past three seasons, and that is not going to happen overnight. And you can't expect it to have this well oiled like well oiled machine ready to compete for the cup the moment he gets his hands on the wheel. You've got to be patient with it. So there is that cloud of you can hide behind this a little bit, but it's not a scapegoat, if that makes sense. Because I do hold this coaching staff accountable for what is going on right now. Because it is inexcusable when everyone can see what you're doing and you are yeah. not changing anything. Because then you are falling on the coach where, like, you need to adjust. If you are – if this is what you want to run, fine. If you don't have the personnel to do it, you got to find a way to utilize these players to their maximum ability. At least Siggy did it. There, he sacrificed defense in doing it, but he maximized to the best of his abilities. Right now, Skelota is saying this is the system. you got to work with it. That sounds familiar. Because that's what Klinsman did for a very yeah. long time. And it took him a while to realize, I don't have players that right. can do this. <clears throat> maybe that's why Maybe so that's how, why I feel a little more snake-bitten about, about this sort of thing. The this, this sort of stubbornness or the, I don't want to, like, maybe the, maybe the ego of the coach um, becomes, you know, becomes the, the, the talking point. Because if he continues to... to do the same thing over and over and continues to not work, then, uh, you know, you, you got to think that there's a, a problem here. So, um, 
let's change gears a little bit because I think we've we we're like two down right now. You know, like it's 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 deserved because we lost to Colorado, who hasn't won in eleven games. But um, we got some listener questions. So uh, Lewis, you put out uh, that you know that we're gonna record and and people submitted a, a couple of questions. So we'll start with. Uh, friend of the show, Riley James uh, McManus, formerly known as Riley McManus, now Riley James. Um, he wants to know if the Galaxy without Zlatan is as big of an issue that it causes them to lose to Colorado. No. No, because we talked about it. It, it seems that they are running the exact same strategy with or without him. It's across into the box to your target striker. And granted that Zlatan is your only target striker. So in that case, maybe it is an issue, but it's not necessarily a team or performance issue as much as it is a roster issue. We have even talked about that if Zlatan went down, there's nobody else that can replace him. So in that sense, you have a roster issue in which you have to throw in an Antuna in there or a Pontius who is not a natural striker or or an Emma Boateng who, again, is completely ineffective. In that sense, you have an issue. As far as performance, no. Because we saw what the Galaxy were able to do without Zlatan in, against Minnesota at home a team that is better than Colorado. They played near perfect for about 70 minutes before they allowed two goals in in about 10, 15 minutes. So to me personally, overall, that was the best game that the Galaxy have played. They played for a good solid 70 minutes and not just 45. And you had three players scoring and the offense looked fluid. And the reasoning at the time that we were saying that is, well, you're not just looking for Zlatan. Everyone has to get in on the attack, and everyone did. All the passes were there. Everyone was looking for the best possible option instead of this is the only option. So there are some cases that saying that you actually might be better without Zlatan. Obviously, you didn't see it against Colorado, but as far as performance rise, it, I don't think not having Zlatan is in there is really that mm. big of an issue. I think they could have played better, and I think that mm-hmm. the, the, the the lack of creativity in that final third is still missing, even when Zlatan right. is in there. Because well, you see it, it's just I'm I'm gonna the, put the ball in the air and hoping Zlatan will will uh, the real get it. the real question for me is like. You look at when Baris Carlotto came in, you look at the team that he had, and you say, well, Zlatan doesn't really fit his system, but he's going to have to use, he's going to have to figure out how to use him because it's Zlatan. You have to put him in there. Um, and he's going to get you goals. And, and and so to me, this is an adapt- adaptation. The style that the Galaxy is using right now is an adaptation of Scalotto's style, but then you take Zlatan away and the inability to adjust to that. Um, and, and, you know, to be fair, they didn't, MLS didn't announce that they were going to uh, suspend Zlatan until Friday, or at least we didn't hear about it until Friday. Who knows how long the coaching staff knew, but still you should be able to change your tactical plan for a game at the drop of a hat. 
um, you know, you should be practicing uh, multiple ways of, you know, of, of playing of, of different scenarios because these guys aren't always going to be able to play, you know, every single minute of every single game. So um, it's, I, I think that Zlatan isn't that big of an issue. Zlatan missing isn't that big of an issue, but uh, the inability for uh, the coach to put out a, a, a you know, a style without that plays without him is is an issue. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, another another uh, listener submission uh, from everybody's favorite, the Galaxy outsider, Madame Serrano, uh, is Lewis holding GBS accountable yet? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, yes, I am. At least for this game, and and I think you have to really take a closer look at him um, in the upcoming games because uh, if you're going to continue using the same strategy and the coach is unwilling to change it, adapt, or anything to, to you know, do something even at different. Halftime, even at halftime, um, you knew. It, it falls this on the coach. isn't working. And, and, and the, the yeah. inability to so, adjust after that was is, is, I think, what is the most infuriating part. That li- and like, as you said, that yeah. lies all I mean, on the coach. Yeah, and I think, uh, obviously, I mean, I know for other people, I'm sure, and, and for me... Uh, this is my boy. I'm sure that's why Madam called me out on it. Um, the honeymoon's over. Uh, you know, I, I get that you're not going to win MLS Cup. I get that you're not going to win every game that you play. I know that you're going to lose. I know sometimes you're going to lose ugly. It happens. It's MLS. Yeah. We've seen it. Um, nobody's immune to it. I get it. Four games in a row. Potentially I have a problem five. Losing to Colorado home, I have a huge problem with that. Because you have no excuse of travel, of fatigue, of road, of a better team. I mean, yeah. you have no excuses here. So, uh, yes, I mean, th- this is where now you might have to start looking at the coaching staff. Because leading up to that, it's, well, why didn't you rotate your players? Although I did defend them in that sense in that, well, who the hell were right. you going to put in there? Right. Who was your best option? So, I mean, again, and that's, again, that's not his team. Because there is no depth. And... This is where Teclosa has to like, well, I'm handicapped. And we knew that going into the season. He was handicapped as to what he can do because of all the blunders that the previous administration had done with the players that they had signed. So again, this is where you look for next season where you free up about uh, at least two DP slots because you know Zatan is not coming back. Roman is probably not coming back. You're going to get two guys plus all the time that is being freed up. With Shelvick alone. So that's where like I, I'm saying you wait till next season to see exactly what happens. But as of right now, you're you're taking a closer look at Scoloto. And I think a lot of that is gonna have to he's gonna have to answer for a lot of things from here on out. Um because like I said, yeah. this is an excuse. Um, right the now. other question came from uh, Christopher Carrillo who asked uh, you know, why GBS starts Boateng over anybody else. Um, I think uh, we talked about a lot about that. You know, Pontius probably should have gotten a start. Um, shit, even Zubac maybe. Nah, not realistically. I don't think that's the case. Um, I, I honestly don't know why Boateng is, is the best option off the bench. Um, we saw a little bit more Quayo. I don't think he got enough time really to like even get involved in the game. I actually don't even recall any of his touches, but... Uh, you know, it's the 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 bench is, is uh, thin, and um, that's something that the 
coaching staff is going to have to figure out whether that means getting them more minutes, getting those inexperienced players more minutes and suffering at the beginning of the year, whereas they can maybe be helpful at the end of the year. Um, maybe figuring out a way to utilize Boateng differently so he's more effective. Um, you know, Boateng for left back. Um, or, uh, or, you know, you wait until the summer and see what happens. Uh, but I don't see, I don't foresee the galaxy getting anybody who is going to be that effective in the summertime. Um, we're really, really missing Ola Kamara. Like that, that I think was the thing that unlocked all of this last year is Ola and people, you know, it's unfortunate that he left the way that he did where he wanted more money in a, in a time when he knew we couldn't give him more money. Um, but you know, he, he, we really, really miss him. Yeah. I think he was the guy who, for a guy who was simply a target striker and was asked to play out of position, he knew exactly what it'd be at every single moment. And he put himself in those positions. And, when you have a guy with like Zlatan, who is not just a goal scorer, but the guy has vision, the guy can pass, the guy can draw defenses out to open up space for any other player. And Kamara knew where to go. And Zlatan hit him. I mean, that really was a, a really good two-headed monster, even if it wasn't utilized entirely perfectly. I actually think that I actually but think it that Kamara would, would strive in the GBS system better than Zlatan has. I yeah. have to agree. I really have to agree with that. I, 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 it's it's hard for me to make a case against it when you really are using Zlatan as a target striker and not as anything else because you can use him as a holding. You can use, it, but again, nobody is yeah. up making that run. Nobody is go going into or making that um, second run. Like there's got to be some kind of threat that. That sits at the top of the box, ready to to you know make something happen from from uh, from a late run or from you know just outside. There's nobody, nobody there. Um, I think that's why Bozak yeah. starts, and and you know we don't want it. Obviously, I don't I don't yeah. know if Scaloto wants it, but that's that's that's, that's what your best option is, unfortunately. Option. Although. It's not, and, and although I will say in, in this particular game, you got to start Pontius yeah. over Emma. But as far as once that sub is gone, I mean, there's nobody else that you can bring in because Emma Boltang literally is your best option. You you lose something else. You lose something offensively if you're bringing in a Kitchen, if you're bringing in Juninho, if you're bringing in uh, Cuello, who you're going to take a massive yeah. step down. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, that is your best option. And again, this is your lack of depth. This is your. This is something well, that needs to be fixed, and you and, won't and see that. Until next is going to get really, really, you know, put through the ringer after, during the Gold Cup in the few games that we have, because <laughs> we're losing yeah. Jonathan, we're losing um, Antuna, we're losing Legette, we're losing um, maybe Felcher, we're losing uh, Gonzalez. So you know, but there we go. Um, there it is. It, it, it's really going to be tested right here. And again, I think the Glosa knew that, but again, he's 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 handicapped. Skrota knows that, but he's handicapped. Not to mention the fact that the Galaxy are going to be playing in that like intercontinental tournament with the Mexican teams yeah. in August. So it's like you can just add more players there. I mean, it's going to be a, a C squad. It's going to be like a U.S. Open Cup. I, don't, I can't imagine that 
uh, when your playoff life is hanging in the balance or may or may not be hanging in the balance around that time, you're going to go with your A squad and go well, that's balls out in that to turn. see, like, you know, number 203 come on for the Galaxy. Yeah, that, that, that's what right. you look for those uh, the, those uh, international tournaments, so those three-digit yeah. jersey and, uh, numbers. Sorry, um, well, the, one of the I don't know if you have anything else to say. One of the last things I'm going to say about this Colorado match is that um, I have I, I said earlier that you know the, the Galaxy held most of the possession and technically what they wanted to do they did. It just didn't produce a result. There's two things that that I want to mention. One, I'm going to ask you, David, that were the Galaxy unlucky? to not win this game simply because Howard had to come up big a few times and the Galaxy, for the most part, controlled no, no, most of I the game? No, I think uh, they were extremely lucky to not lose by more goals because um, we had Kai Kamara uncharacteristically sky a ball. Uh, when, when he had an open net, we had um, Jonathan Lewis uh, try to chip uh, Bingham and ended up way off target. Uh, Bingham had to make two big saves. And um, I, I think that the Galaxy probably could have lost this one by multiple goals. Uh, the one thing that was really, really clear to me is that Colorado was going to continue to um, allow the Galaxy to punish them for not capitalizing on the mistakes. And then the Galaxy could you know, return the favor in not punishing Colorado for making you know mistakes. And so... Um, the luck finally ran out when uh, Colorado got that goal, and and you know, I don't, I don't know if there was much that could have been done, um, you know, differently. Maybe Bingham reacts a little bit better because he did look like he got caught um, by surprise when the shot came in, um, and he was able to stop it. But then, like he fumbled it at his feet, and it got it popped. The ball popped out. Maybe some of that has to do with Kai Kamara's sort of wiliness, um, and uh, and and you know forcing that ball out. But you know what? Are you, what are you gonna do when you waste your chances? That's what happens. And so yeah, I don't think that the Galaxy were unlucky. I think that they made their own luck and and they uh, they they paid for it. I think uh, well, you know what? You you took the words right out of my mouth because that's exactly where I was going. I don't agree. That the galaxy were unlucky. I think a little. Uh, some of the players after the game were kind of hinting toward that in their answers, and I 100% disagree. You were not unlucky. Yeah, that you that, that, were like as you said. I think they were lucky to not get out of there uh, with yeah. a bigger deficit. Because let me go over some of the stats Ooh, here. Because we're, we're doing it, this it, though. It, okay. And, and I'll sh- and I will. Sh- <laughs> we're doing this because because I'm, I'm going to bring this up here because I think it's extremely important person or i'm sorry the person the team that holds the most possession isn't always the better team the galaxy held the ball for 68 percent of the time 68 to 32 that's that's a big difference right there the galaxy have completed more than twice the 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 passes of colorado 530 to 218 that's again that's going to happen when you have that much possession here's where the stats get a little bit concerning in which i say colorado was by far the better team total shots on goal or i'm sorry not on goal total shots colorado outshot the galaxy 22 to 18 with less than half the possession that the galaxy had 
they still managed to put more shots over the galaxy. Each had six on goal. So Colorado was technically more efficient when they had the uh, in the little time that they did have the ball. And David, you said it. Kai Kamara hit the post. Kai Kamara missed an open net. Kai Kamara was was saved by uh, by David Bingham. Jonathan Lewis can't fucking finish to save his life. This game was not an unlucky one zero victory. It was unlu- It was very lucky for the Galaxy that they were not losing three or maybe even four because they looked more dangerous than the Galaxy. As far as chances created, once again, Colorado has a slight edge here. 18 chances created to 16 for the Galaxy. And the final... I'm not entirely sure what this means. I'm assuming that these are chances that... Shit, dude, you should have scored this. They're calling it big chances. I don't know how you classify that, but Colorado had eight to the Galaxy's Mm. three. That... Those stats are kind of disturbing because that to me tells me, you know what? Colorado was a better, better side. And this is where people are saying that they outcoached Scalotto. Well, where Connor Casey out, outcoached Scalotto because it's like, look, sit back. They're going to put numbers in. They're going to get desperate. We attack. We got to make sure that we finish. They got the one goal that they needed. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. all they needed. I don't think this was unlucky for the galaxy i think this was a i think this was a good win from from colorado they did exactly what they were supposed to be doing they put in the perfect strategy don't run with the galaxy let them shoot themselves shoots in the foot and that's exactly what happened it could have been a a lot more because the galaxy you would think that the galaxy would be um they had the quality to to be able to punish Colorado when when with the chances the fewer chances they created but you know they 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 rolled the dice and they hit though when you when that when the quality is that there's a big gap in quality that's your only play you can't run with a team that you know look they're better than us I'm not gonna go ahead and run toe-to-toe with them they're gonna run us over this is going to be ugly it's not going to look pretty but this is going to give us the best chance to win and if you don't then look i played the odds and then you know i took a shot i missed um unfortunately right now scloto's not doing that i don't think he's rolling the dice right now i don't think he's saying you know what we haven't scored let's sacrifice defense a little bit let's go ahead and utilize some of the other players that can very well get into the attack at the expense of getting countered because you need to get back I on the scoreboard here. I think they did that in this game. That's what, he was, that's what he was trying to do. Well, I think in the second half. I think late in the second half is what they were was, is when they're doing. I mean, you were well halfway desperate. I don't know, But man. that's when, what usually what happened. If you're really Chris looking Pony's for a game, on, you're lobbing Pony's balls on, in. They stopped crossing. It was, I think there was like two crosses in the Pontius. At that point, 36, 36 yeah, crosses in the game is ridiculous. The seventieth or the eightieth minute when Boateng came off. Um, I I really wish I had that microstat. I, I gotta start doing this on my own too, just to see like what's going on. I gotta start doing that. That requires to do more work. Uh, more work. 
Yeah, as opposed to me right. not doing anything. So, some work <laughs> is is probably more. So let some me, work, okay, some let work. Me, let me let me but it's let still me more. put you to task then with our last listener um, question. And again, friend of the show, uh, MLS Aces podcast asks us this very very important question. I've been thinking about this the whole time you've been talking. So I hope you have a good answer for this. Um, before we get into Orlando. Who wins in a cage fight? Bruce Arena, Cardinal, or Scalotto? <sighs> I think... Hmm. No, I, I kind of want to take the, the fight club approach and saying skin guys uh-huh. fight to their burger. So who is that? It's, in which case you'd have to take... Scalotto? You'd have to take... You'd have to take Scalotto, but no, because I, I can't. I, I don't see him. He's way too. No, it wouldn't be him. It would definitely be Kernolfo or Bruce Arena. And Bruce Arena just. I was gonna say because if you have Scalotto, you Bruce have Scalotto, Arena would just he's going like up against. He's going up against these no. guys. What is he gonna do? He's gonna duck, swing with his right, duck, swing with his right, duck, swing with his right. <laughs> hey, you got an open shot on the left, <laughs> and duck, each one of them is gonna go over his head. Uh huh. <laughs> Even though he's shorter. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. No, oh, man. I mean, I think the easy answer is Bruce The Arena. only answer is Bruce Arena. You know why? Because he's going to let Scalotto and, yeah. and Anolfo fight it out. He's going to sit back. And then he's yeah. going to turn to the, the, the referee and, and, you know, give him some kind of weird <laughs> loophole rule into, you know, into why he should be, he should win and then win the fight. That's it. That's how Bruce Arena wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, there it is. Yeah. Maybe he'll throw one punch. I don't know. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about Orlando. So we go across the country um, to Orlando um, without Zlatan again. Uh, what, what do we think? Um, Orlando, they, they beat um, – who was it they beat? Cincinnati? Uh, over the weekend, they, yeah, they, they put the hurt uh, I, I think beat is a yeah. They they really uh, embarrassed Cincinnati, uh, and I mean you know they needed to they needed a game like that. So now they're you know they're again they're back at home um, against the struggling Galaxy. Some you know a team who's not doing well. I was going to say it's not hard to figure out. Um, you, what do you think? Um, how how are you feeling toward this game? Not don't give me a prediction, but you know, just give, give me a general kind of feeling toward this game. Um, keep in mind that Jonathan Dos Santos came out uh, before the end of the, the match, um, said his hip was bothering him, so um, it could be that he may not start in this game, which would really hurt because again, he is the linchpin to this team. Um, what do you think, Lewis? You lost to Colorado at home. How am I supposed to feel about any other game from here on out? To be fair, I don't think we've done well against like, Colorado honestly, for like four I, years. Since we've been doing this podcast, we have not done well against Colorado. I, I think you might be right because I know last year we, we, we dropped the ball, but... I just the 
after what I saw in the last game, even even if you're saying like you 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 controlled the game as far as the possession, and you just I mean the the, the lack of creativity. And if you can't get the ball past Colorado, like oh, why would I feel that you right. could do it anywhere else to, to anybody else? It, it just well, I feel like I feel like Orlando would try to play a little I, bit more against the Galaxy, especially at home. Uh, and I think that's well. I, I think that's where we might fall into a trap, though, because I feel that without Jonathan dos Santos, forget Zlatan. Without Jonathan dos Santos, this team is just goes to shit. And if he's not there, th- there's going to be no connection. There's going to be no rhythm in that offense. You're not going to see the Galaxy hold the ball more than Orlando. And I think they're going to be lost. They're going to be scrambling because it takes away... If At the end of the day, each one of their losses, they still had more possession yeah. than the other team. I think that if you... You take them out of their game. Where like, look, we don't know what to do once this happens. And if you take Jonathan Dos Santos out, you lose the ball. You have no control. They're, I think they're scrambling the rest of the game. I think they're chasing the game. And I think they make mistakes. And I think Orlando has to capitalize on said mistakes. If Again, if you have no creativity in the final third, there, there's no reason to believe that there's going to be any threat in this game when your two best players and... Alessandrini, being the third one, are now out. All three yeah. DPs are out. You're going to suffer. You're going to take a huge but, step down, but again, and it's going to show. But again, this is where Scalotto is supposed to be earning his money. He's supposed to be figuring that out. He's supposed to be able to to plan for – I mean, you know, you can't plan for not having all three of your DPs, but you have to at least be able to make those adjustments and, and try to grind something out, you know? Um they will at least have some preparation time. Uh, you know, now they know they've known since uh, last week that they won't have Zlatan for this game. Maybe that changes the way they come out. Maybe that changes the mindset around the team. Um, I think maybe this is a game where we see Kitchen come back. Um, he was warming up uh, in the in the last game. Um, I didn't think they would use him, but maybe he if Jonathan can't go. And it's still a question mark. I think he's traveling with the team, and it's possibility that he's gonna he's gonna uh, go to or and play against Orlando. Um, maybe it's not the best thing for the Galaxy. Maybe they take this one on the chin and not play Jonathan because if they play Jonathan Dos Santos, that means he's perfectly healthy, and then that means he goes with Mexico to the Gold Cup. Um, maybe he's got one of those injuries that his brother had last year that suddenly keeps him from getting called <laughs> up. Um, but I, right. I doubt that's going to happen. The guy's a, a workhorse. He'll um, he'll play through uh, slight injuries if he can. I, I, I think that Jonathan... He has... Uh, apparently, he apparently he has been. Apparently, he's had hamstring issues, and then he he uh, he kind of favors that as he plays through them. And, and that's why he's hit because he favors that, and that's why he messes up with his hip, and apparently it's been a chronic uh, problem yeah. throughout his career. So, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I, the, the thing is, is that when you're looking at the upcoming schedule, 
uh, if you take into consideration that you played on Sunday and then you have short uh, a short week where you're playing on Friday, Wednesday. you've got another game yeah, Wednesday, the following Wednesday. Wednesday. And again, it's another it's another road game, and then you play again that weekend where you have to travel yeah. back home against New England so, in what could very well be Bruce Arena's yeah, so uh, coaching games in four days. I mean, in seven days. No, Sunday, no, it's not. Sunday, Friday, Wednesday, Sunday. That's four games. Seven days. No, I know that, but it's not seven days. Eight days. Eight days, sorry. May 19th. May No, May 19th to June 2nd is two oh, weeks. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Oh, I skipped it. Oh, but right, right, so, sorry. Either way. I was thinking it was uh, the, the game was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I. I Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it, it's still uh, a lot of games in a short amount of time with a lot of travel. Um, and again, this shouldn't come as a surprise. We had talked about that. Like the, the schedule is going to get brutal as, as the season goes on. You're not going to have, you know, those six out of the first eight games at home, um, you know, one week at a time or one game every week. It, it's going to get more brutal and they're starting to see it right now. And um, I don't know. I mean, t- to me, from what I saw, especially against NYCFC, uh, Columbus, and uh, finally against Colorado, I mean, I have. <sighs> it, it, it's hard for me. The, the, I mean, the reality has changed for the Galaxy. In April, you're looking at who can beat us. Right, right. In, in, who in, out there? In, in like, May, you're going. Who like, can beat us? Who can't beat us? Who, who can we win? Us? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who can't beat us? I mean, and and neither one of those statements are well. The, the nice thing, wrong. the nice thing is the, that the reality we have one more game in has May, changed, and then we can move on to June, and um, you know, maybe the galaxy is going to be streaky this year. Maybe they go. You know, I'm looking at the the form guide right now, and I see a lot of the same color in a row. Um, I hope we don't end up being like Orlando was last year, where they had a bunch of wins in a row and then they didn't win again for like week or for months um yeah i would prefer we're like you know we kind of teeter out toward the middle and then really ramp up toward the end and, and go in a long streak and the reason that i still have mls cup sitting in in the back of my head as a hope for this team is you don't have to be the best team in the league to win mls cup you just have to get hot at the right time and judging from the way the galaxy what we've seen from the Galaxy so far is, like I said, they're streaky. So you hit that streak at the right time, you can make a run. It's early, and it's way too early to be talking about that stuff. But those are just sort of some of the, the things that I'm seeing right now. Um, so to make the playoffs, we can go on a streak. Yeah, but uh, I think as we said before, uh, unfortunately, you're not doing a home and home series. So even, even if you're making the playoff more, as a fifth even more seed, so you're never you're on a streak. Uh, you know, there, there's your, um, you know, less games, less less games for you to break that streak and swing the pendulum the other way. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think you know. Orlando, let's eh, we'll see what happens. Um, that's really all we can all we can hope for. So, um, I think that's all I got, Lewis. What do you got? You got anything else? 
Oh, yeah, I was very reserved this episode. <laughs> I was very reserved. Like I said, I really wanted Bobby on the show, and I try not to get too emotional because there was a lot of anger, and there still is. There is a, a lot of anger in me right now. But um, we're going to leave it at that. I think we, we said enough. Um, I think we got our point across. And, um, I mean, here's I mean, here's fingers crossed. Um, I'm not holding my breath for Orlando being down Jonathan. But, um, that, that's still up in the air. It's, it's, a, it's, it's MLS on a Friday night. Yeah, it's, it's MLS Friday night. Hopefully, the wackiness Ooh, is has, on our side. How football... Uh done for us this year um friday friday april 5th we beat uh, vancouver friday um friday april 19th yeah. we beat houston um and that's the only friday we've won so uh so here's the street so basically guys. what you're telling friday me games. so they're gonna snap he's gonna snap the streak <laughs> oh my god uh yeah sorry folks that's uh that's it but uh yeah uh thank you guys so much for listening uh thank you for those of you who submitted questions um and uh please keep doing that please play balls and beers uh we're get we had a good we have a good core of of uh players uh i think and um so now we're we're gonna start coming up with um a prize for for you know the the person who does the best so far it's been michelle uh who think who is a uh, you know friend of the show writes for mls female uh, and uh, I believe has her own podcast, Simply Soccer. Uh, so go check that out. Um, again, play balls and beers. You never know what happens. This is a wacky league. It's a fun way to kind of like keep up with all the other results that are happening and, uh, and you know, just get you more into, into the league. So, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe. Tell your friend. You know, get your mom to, to sign up for the, the podcast. Do all the things. <laughs> yeah, what he's all right. Uh, and so, uh, I guess, uh, tag team Lewis, um, this is uh, this has been balls and beer. I mean, sorry, balls and beers. This is Ellie is our house episode 159. <laughs> uh, uh, signing off, and uh, so is Lewis. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ellie is our house. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.